Hello and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. During this unprecedented period impacting us all, we are creating and sharing some extra episodes that we hope you find available, either particularly timely or relevant or that allow for some distraction. This episode is part of our Dev Live series, and we hope that you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Codish. I am Charlie Gleason, a designer and developer at Heroku and Salesforce. And uh, I'm really excited today to be talking to uh, two of the team at Active for Good, who are a Heroku customer, but who are also doing some really inspiring work um, around helping people stay motivated and um, connecting their kind of their fitness and their activities to a really great cause. So, uh, Without further ado, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves? Thank you, Charlie. My name is Troy Hickerson, and I'm glad to be here and get to share a little bit about our mission and what we're up to at Active for Good. I'm Luke Micey, and also excited to be here. Been longtime friends with Troy and pumped about what we're doing at Active for Good. Brilliant. And Troy, you're the co-founder, and Luke, you're the managing director and brand strategist at Active for Good. Correct. Can you tell me a little bit about what Active for Good is um, and what it does? Yeah, happy to. I think with all these entrepreneurial stories, they're, they're woven and interwoven with your own personal story. And for me, back in I guess 2010, I had spent a year and had a technology company before that. And my kids are still young enough to want to hang out, you know, pre-high school days. And we spent a year uh, living in Nicaragua and Africa and got the chance to disconnect. And and I turned 40 and realized, like, what do I want to do with the rest of my breaths and heartbeats because they're limited. And a lot of that uh, led me to working with some colleagues and friends that uh, found out about this, really this miracle intervention for malnourished kids called ready to use therapeutic food. And at the time, previous to that, kids would that are on that level of malnutrition would be stuck in a hospital bed with a feeding tube if they even had access to that. And the, the outcomes were really poor. Um, about 80% of these kids didn't make it. And with uh, Doctors Without Borders had run some trials and figured out what if we could put this same amazing uh, milk, you know, it's basically a, a powdered milk formula that's um, got all the vitamins and nutrients that they need. And rather than having them have a feeding tube, what if we put it in peanut butter, essentially, and they could put it in a packet and take it home and kids don't need to be in hospital beds. And that really turned into this ready to use therapeutic food um, product that is now the standard of care for all kids under six years old that uh, when their brain development is really critical, um, this is how that they're really brought back to life. And 95% of the kids that have access to this treatment and it's three packets a day and each packet is 500 calories. It's about the size of a deck of cards, if, if you can visualize that. And they're able to be home with mom and in their, in their normal environment and and really like double in size over the six week period. And every week they're brought back into the nutrition clinic for a weight check and, and they're off to have another shot at life, which is exciting. And so we at the time said, let's make that our thing. Let's see what we can do and raise some money to build a factory that's operating in Georgia, uh, United States. Wow. Yeah. And that was great. It was a, actually a foundation out of the UK that helped us get that going. And um, the factory is called Man and Nutrition, and it makes close to 500,000 of these ready-to-use therapeutic food packets per day. And those are largely sold through UNICEF and USAID, and, and that's all well and good. And, and there's about and there's enough funding globally for a third of the kids that are in this bracket of malnutrition, kind of this most severe bracket. 
we uh, miraculously had the factory up and running and met our financial milestones with our funders, largely because it rained that year and peanut prices dropped and um, made us look like the rock stars that we aren't. And uh, <laughs> we had a little bit of leeway, a little bit of wiggle room. And we said, let's, let's see if we can really solve this problem. And one of the ideas was uh, using our background with technology and at least my background of, of the team at MANA. So what if we could harness all these calories that we're trying to get rid of? You know, we're literally spending a lot of money, effort, sweat, trying to get rid of calories and these kids need them. Um, maybe there's a way we could, we could solve two problems at the same time. And that was really the beginning of Active for Good. And we began looking at the quantified self movement and, and fitness trackers and ways that we could create a platform where you can operationalize this concept of like, let's donate your calories. Let's, let's do something that helps someone else. And really in that process, we met with some wonderful people that helped us understand what we were really up to. And they, there's a, a group out of uh, university of Denver at Anschutz medical center. And they said, you know, you guys are, you're a bridge, a bridging purpose. And this idea that no one makes behavior change unless there's a sense of purpose and giving people a very tangible purpose to, you know, hey, take the stairs and not the elevator or go for that walk tonight or run that extra mile or whatever it might be that isn't about yourself. It's about someone else. And it makes a real tangible benefit. Um, and that was something we like too. that rather than donating a dollar that you're not sure how much of it gets where and what does it look like when it gets there, you're unlocking a meal and a meal everyone can relate to. I love it. It's super interesting because I think I definitely relate to that idea of being uh, hitting a certain age and thinking, "What am I doing with my life? What am I like? What what is my positive impact on the world?" And I feel like I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but I think it's an incredible thing to kind of take, especially at a time like this when people are feeling disconnected or not necessarily in the their usual environment, and giving them ways that they can exercise, be healthy, and then also have kind of a positive um, knock-on effect from that beyond their own well-being in a time that's pretty stressful, both physically and mentally. You're absolutely right. That idea that if we could scale empathy and connection, you know, what kind of world would we live in? It would be pretty amazing to imagine that. And so a time like now when we can rally together and hopefully largely do as a group and a as a planet. And so let's solve a problem together. Uh, hopefully that'll teach us that we can also rally together and solve other problems too. But this idea of, of creating a connection with somebody that is really life impacting. I mean, these kids, these, these meals really intervene to save the life of a child that you've never met, that you will never meet, but it's still a true connection. Um, really, it's our deeper hope that that sense of purpose fosters more purpose in people's lives. And it doesn't need to be the thing we care about. Just care about something. Absolutely. At Heroku, we, we have um, just started using Active for Good. Correct me if I'm wrong, you have sort of competitions um, that are typically sponsored by companies that, that work with your device. And then uh, as the people in each kind of team, each company, each group burn calories, then those calories go towards these packets that are donated to, uh, to kids in need. So we kind of have two types of challenges that we've been running right now. We have kind of our open public challenges which is uh, you download the app, you put in the kind of monthly event code, uh, join a team. Um, we kind of extend sometimes an invitation out for people to create teams, um, which we'll put in the system for them. So those are kind of our public ones. We have a, a sort of a private donor that sponsors all the packets that are unlocked during that. Um, wow. And then kind of our core business, I guess, would be sort of these company challenges where a company 
wants to invest kind of in their people, their culture, uh, wants to invest in getting people active. And so they'll set up a sort of a private challenge for their company where they can kind of name the challenge what they like. They can give us a logo for the challenge. They can give us the team names, pick a start date. Um, and then they sort of invite their whole internal team. Sometimes they'll invite people outside the organization, but they kind of run a, uh, a company challenge for 30 days where people get active. And um, so it's as simple as they download the app, they put in the event code, they pick the team, and then they connect a device. They can use their phone um, as a tracker. They can manually enter through the app to put different types of workouts and things, or they can connect it to Fitbit or Garmin and basically get their activity in there. And minutes roll up to what we call good points, and good points uh, roll into packets. And so we kind of track your activity based on how many packets you unlock. Uh, and there's a leaderboard, um, both for individuals and then also teams, uh, which kind of makes it fun. And then we kind of through the challenge, we have some triggered messages that go out that sort of tell them the story of the impact they're having. So we, um, you know, you get a message around the first packet that you unlock and what that means for a kid. You get a message around the first life that was saved with enough packets to treat one child and we tell a kid's story. Uh, And then we have kind of fun ones about like most improved team and most improved individual from week to week and different sort of milestones of how many packets you unlock. So. It's funny, I am an avid enthusiastic runner, and I think I've been running um, for like maybe maybe 10 years now. And when I started it out, it was because um, I used to put my numbers into RunKeeper, mm. and then afterwards I would look at them and be like, gosh, my numbers this week are better than my numbers that week. It was mm. that kind of, there's something almost like self-competitiveness. But coming back to the idea of empathy, the thing that I love so much is when I signed up, so we joined uh, for this May, the May challenge that is running right now, I kind of set it all up and then I connected it to Apple Health and then I didn't really think much and then I kept running and then I started getting these notifications that were like, oh, you've done this thing. And I was like, look how good I am. (laughs) I just really love that idea of like tying back to this idea that, you know, you don't even necessarily need to be thinking too much about it by doing your life, being active. And then through that process, you kind of get more inspired to check this stuff out. So I really, I, yeah, I went for a run today and I was like, Look awesome. at me go. <laughs> that's good. We'll um, take those calories think, from you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can have them. Trust me, I have too many. Yeah, it's one of the few apps out there designed to minimize screen time. So just go outside, go get active, and it'll track it in the background. So Yeah, and I think also it's uh, like uh, definitely un- unlocked a bit of the competitive streak I didn't know that Hirokai had, <laughs> even between ourselves, because you can kind of see how you're doing in comparison to, to the individuals and then also like where you are as a group. I think we're sixth at the moment, so um, no pressure if any Hirokai are listening, but you've got to get on it. Get on it. That's right. We changed up the activities too. There's a lot of things that your your phone, you know, health kit or whatnot might not track. And given the times we live in right now, we've added housework. So you can do housework and enter that in and, and get points for it. So good for you because a lot of us are at home. And then uh, meditation as well. And you actually get you get a big bonus for the number of minutes of meditation you do. So that's helpful too, just to kind of tie that in and do more, you know, indoor activities that are on the list of um, things you can enter as well. Mental health at the moment is an incredibly important thing to focus on. And um, I think previously we've done a podcast on meditation and I know personally it's, yeah, definitely feels like something that more and more people are coming to, especially given the given the state of the world. Yeah, I I completely agree. And this idea that if you're like me and maybe a lot of folks that listen to this podcast, we're all well wired a certain way and and look at data a lot and look at, you know, tend to be a little more analytical at times or or who knows. Um, But this idea that 
that what does it look like to not read a book about it, but to embody it? And when you think of mindfulness too, you know, actually getting some, some exercise is a huge benefit to your mental health, um, serving someone, doing something that's not all this kind of introspection we do, but like, no, just, this is about helping someone else. Um, so trying to create an environment that, that just invites a sense of, you know, remove some anxiety with physical activity, invites you into a community of people who are uh, making a difference with you and making it not this huge life shift, but harnessing kind of your existing daily activity and making it heroic and inviting you to do more of it. So that's um, the nudge that we like to have in the, in the background. So I'd love to hear if you had uh, thoughts on maybe other ways that people who are listening, feeling a little bit uh disconnected, trying to be active, wanting to be active, if there's things that you've found uh, through the app and through your work that um, are good places to kind of get started. I think one of the things that I've always loved about sort of the simplicity of Active for Good is that um, two things come to mind. One is that the impact is very tangible. Um, In the app, you can actually see uh, sort of how far along you are uh, to unlock that next packet. And this is a real thing. It's a meal that's being sent to a kid. It's a kid that desperately needs it. And so um, the fact that it's tied to this tangible thing where for some people it may be that they're marathon runners and they can unlock multiple packets a day. And for other people, you know, they're for them just going for a walk. We hear stories, you know, after challenges, we get testimonials from folks that this is the thing that got them off the couch every day to just go for a walk with their spouse and um, be outdoors and, they would unlock a packet over a couple of days. And the fact that this is a real thing and a real impact. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that is, is really cool that it, it sort of brings it down to the lowest common denominator and it's, you have to get in the game. It's not something that you can just make a, a donation to get away from it. You actually have to physically take time, um, which is something that uh, is a precious commodity for folks, but you have to take that time um, to go out and go for a walk or go for a run and so you're really kind of committed to it um, and in some ways levels the playing field where everybody can make an impact with their activity um, and they can make it in the simplest way. Uh, but I also think that it sort of levels the impact in a sense of um, we have this thing now where we can we can go get active. And, you know, I know for me, I've, I've wrestled with um, physical activity and sort of weight gain and weight loss my whole life. And it's easy to start kind of reliving some of the glory days of, you know, well, when I was in high school, I used to do this and I used to do that. And what I love about <laughs> Actor for Good is it's this idea of, okay, great, that's fine, but let's just get started with something. And maybe for you, it's, uh, you know, going for a walk. Maybe it's doing some mindfulness. Maybe it's just investing. And so not only are you investing to help someone else, but you're also making the commitment and the time uh, to invest in yourself. And I think those kind of small commitments over a long period of time can not only have a heroic impact for these kids, but can also have an impact on your own life um, just uh, little by little, uh, however you can. Um, I think the other part that I love, especially during this time, is that it's easy to kind of sit in the house and feel like we can't do anything right now with what, everything that's going on in the world. And the fact that this mm. connects us to not only other people, but it connects us outside of this world to people that still need help. And you actually feel like I, I am doing something now. I'm actually making an impact. And, you know, it may, may not be as much as I could have done six months ago or by going outside because I have to stay in my house or whatever, but at least I'm doing something. And I always think about, I remember a conversation I had with a lady uh, regarding Actor for Good. And she said, you know, I've, she was having some hip problems or something. She said, I'm not able to walk as much as I used to. And she said, mm. I feel like what I'm doing doesn't matter. And I said, you know, if we were to have a conversation with a mom in South Sudan 
um, that was able to get these packets to her child for four or five days because you did what you did, you know, I think she would have a different opinion about the impact that you had. And uh, I think that that's really cool is that we're able to connect this to a real need um, and sort of get past the trying to, well, I used to be able to do this. And since I can't, I'm not going to do it um, mm. to get us to say, you know what, I'm just going to take that step. I'm going to do something. I mentioned the weight loss journey. I, I've uh, lost over hundred pounds cycling. Cycling completely changed my life. And I remember getting back on the bike uh, and, you know, I could only ride four or five miles and it was, it was brutal. And I kept reliving about, Oh gosh, I remember when I used to be in shape and now I'm not. And it was just this mental anguish internally, but I kept going out there because little by little I started chipping away at bigger mileage. And, um, you know, now I ride thousands of miles a year. I mean, I'm an avid, avid cyclist and have lost a lot of weight, but I think it's that little steps of being able to sort of have our impact matter uh, is, is important. Yeah. I think especially in in this industry as well, I think it can be very, uh, very easy to kind of lose sight of, um, some of the things in our lives that are important. I know for me personally, um, before joining Heroku, I was, uh, and joining Salesforce, I was, uh, part of a spectacularly failed startup, uh, that I co-founded with some friends in Australia back when I lived there. And, uh, I think as we started to realize that the startup wasn't going to succeed more and more, I think our health became Mm. uh, just put on the back burner, right? I Mm. I was like, well, I could go for a walk right now or I could spend another hour just trying to kind of save this thing. And I realized close to when it was crunch time that ultimately there wasn't anything more important than my health. And so I tried to go for a run for two kilometers. And I remember being like... (laughs) I didn't know how far two kilometers is when you haven't <laughs> ever done that before, right? Like it's like impossible. And I think that's what I loved about this, the, the idea that in this, in this app, you have this emotional connection, but also it's like the activities don't have to, you, you, you can start anywhere, right? Like every piece of exercise you do is cumulatively um, beneficial. I was going to mention as well. I know we, we talked about the public challenge, which you can see at activeforgood.com and join those, those monthly challenges. But the, the company challenges is kind of our business model, in case you're wondering, how, do, how does this actually function? And we, we are a nonprofit, and so the mission is really clear, but our, our business model is to have companies sign up as a wellness program and run a 30-day challenge. And then another thing that, that's really fun that started a couple of years back now is high schools that have taken this concept and run with it in their whole high school. And so they'll, they'll be, uh, in particular up in British Columbia, there's a group of high schools that initially started and, and they, they did it in their student leadership program and they said, let's, let's make a difference. And one of the things I love about running at high schools is there are zero technology questions. <laughs> they don't know how to use apps. <laughs> and, and they do question this idea that like, oh yeah, my calories, they're going up to the cloud and they're, they're going to the kids that need them. And that's just how the world works for them. Um, so it's really great. And, and they, there's no hesitation for them to say, yeah, let's do this and help other kids. And so seeing there's, there's about five high schools that did it this last school year, trying to expand that to 25 this next year. And it's a completely student led initiative. So they, they run their own assembly. They learn how to speak in front of their students. There'll be a team that creates a video. There'll be a team that picks the country that the, the packets will go to. Um, and so they'll be, and then they learn about that country and what's going on there and what's it like to be a kid there and, and share that in their assembly. And so 
it's been really inspiring for me to go to a few high school assemblies these last couple of years and just get to sit and go, wow, if these kids are in charge, I'm in. Because um, it was really, really powerful to see them grab the concept and run with it. Oh, that's great. And I, I, I love that this is a nonprofit project that nobody owns in a way, you know, our shareholders are the kids we serve. So they're in charge, you know, and how can we make a bigger impact? And so it That's really wonderful. creates, yeah, like an open invitation to anyone listening to, to say, what are your dreams to make an impact? And Hey, maybe active for good can play a part in that. And we're, we're totally wide open to people's ideas, which is really different than I think a lot of for-profits strict roadmaps of what they plan to do and, and we, we, we have a pretty open concept of what that could look like. So that's where the high school programs kind of were born out of that. Uh, there's been a number of conferences that have kicked off the conference with let's not just sit, let's get active. And, and that starts a 30 day challenge at that conference event. Um, but whatever, whatever it might be, uh, we're, we're definitely eager to invite people to be a part of it in whatever way they feel like they can move the mission forward. And I just wondered if you had any advice your job's both kind of focus on giving back. So um, if you had advice to others who are maybe thinking about going down that path or want to kind of shake things up, uh, maybe lessons that you learned through this process or, or ways to get inspired. For me personally, when I was in my year or two of, well, what do I want to do next? And I want it to be meaningful. And I feel like I had, I was at a giant buffet of amazing options <laughs> and I kept surveying, you know, here's all the different things that are happening and all, whether it's innovation or, you know, all these types of impact or aid. And I was talking with a friend up in the mountains that I used to lifeguard with. And he goes, well, it sounds like there's a lot of opportunities. Why don't you just pick one? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it stuck with me because he's like, you're, I was like, I could spend another year just like surveying all the cool organizations making impact and trying to find my personal, you know, brand connection, whatever it is I was looking for. And, and rather I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go all in. And I, I had this saying like, you know, Hey, if it's worth a life, I'll give it mine. Let's do it. You know, let's, let's see if we can make a difference. And um, I think there's something to that. And once you're in doing it, it'll adjust and change and maybe fail and you, and you redirect or who knows, but um, I think just picking something and, and trying it. Yeah, I would, I would uh, definitely kind of piggyback off of what Troy said. I think, I think there's an overwhelming amount of things that we can be involved in. Um, And uh, I know for me personally, this has been a pretty crazy journey um, where it kind of came down to this was the thing that my friends were involved in. Um, you know, Troy mentioned earlier uh, his background of being in the tech business, and that's how Troy and I met. I was actually running a at a branding agency at the time, and uh, oh. Tro- Troy was a client, and I just remember him kind of telling me about some of the things he was doing with uh, with Mana and. And it sounded exciting. And I just love the idea of being able to do some good um, with my friends. And there was, you know, a million different things I could have probably worked on and given back. But I, I really felt kind of, you know, first I had a heart for kids. So that kind of matched up with my values. And I had a heart for hanging out with my friends. And so the idea of being able to jump in with my friends and do something. And then at the time, I didn't know my own personal journey would become such a part of it. Um, so I uh, kind of me jumping in head first. I ended up uh, actually riding a bicycle cross country to raise money for Mana, uh, which is how I sort of left the business community and went all in on this uh, this journey. Um, ended up riding from San Diego to New York uh, to raise money for these same packets. And uh, I remember there was kind of a pivotal point in that where uh, there were so many questions around, like, what am I doing with my life? This is such an insane thing that I'm going to leave my business and 
go do this adventure and all that. And then I thought, you know what, why not? I mean, I, I, I believe in this. I believe in in the cause. I, my family believes in me. I mean, I always joke with everyone that if my wife, uh, she was supposed to say no when I threw the idea out. And if she had said no, it probably would have been a different outcome. But um, she said yes to the idea of going with me across country. And so um, I think I think that's where people get stuck sometimes is they they get stuck in two areas. One, they get stuck by analyzing to death the, all the different options out there and they sort of talk themselves out of why they shouldn't be involved instead of just following that sort of thing that's tugging at their heartstrings um, because they feel like, well, you know, is this important? Is this important? And I think there's so much work that we can do that's important. And I think you've picked the thing that happens to align with your values and has sort of that pull at you. And then I think the second thing is you pick it regardless of what you think the impact's going to be. Because I think the impact on you personally mm -hmm. is so big. And I think it's easy for us to get caught up in sort of the big goal and the big vision. And we say, well, I'm not going to do it unless this happens. And sort of our ego takes over. And I feel like you miss an opportunity to grow personally when the ego starts to take over. Because I, I really think you should do it. Uh, I remember the day that I was leaving San Diego to go do this crazy adventure um, I journal, I was journaling in the morning of like, what am I doing with my life? And I, <laughs> I remember writing that, you know, millions of kids are suffering from this thing. And I don't know if I can help how many I can help by doing this crazy adventure with my family and riding my bike to New York, but I know I can help at least one. And so it was this idea of like, if this was my kid, if this was my own child that was suffering from this and you just told me, okay, if you ride your bike to New York, we can provide one treatment for your child. I would leave tomorrow. I would still leave. I would, you know, if you told me tomorrow you leave and your kid lives, you know, I would leave tomorrow. And I think mm. kind of simplifying it down to the lowest denominator of like, really, this is about just taking that first step and seeing where it leads, regardless of what you think the impact's going to be. And yeah, there are a million different charities and things you could be involved in, but just pick one. And like, we're, we're running out of time. People need to step in and start kind of you know, using their talents and the resources they have to jump in and help however they can. So earlier, um, I spoke about how I recently joined the May Challenge. Um, I know there's one coming up in June. It'd be great to hear a little bit more about that and how people can get involved. So every calendar month, we have a public challenge that anybody can join. So we'd love for, for anyone to not only join maybe a public team, which you'll see when you go to activeforgood.com, right on the homepage, you can click to join the challenge and that gives you the instructions and the event code that you need to put in the app to join that challenge. And there'll be a list of teams available you can join. If you know that you want to rally your own team, feel free to email hello at activeforgood.com and we'll add a team for you. Then you can recruit your own team and be uh, uniquely on the leaderboard with your own group of people. But we'd love to invite as many people as, as are out there to uh, join the public challenge we have starting June 1st. Awesome. Well, definitely get, get in, get involved. Um, I know I will. So I will see you there. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned that companies can come on board. What's the best way for them, uh, if someone's listening out there who wants to kind of engage or give it a shot or learn more about um, how this would work, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Most likely, you know, going to our website because they can probably remember activeforgood.com. And as a side note, Charlie, like if there's any, you know, podcast notes, you can definitely put our direct contact info in there as well. Oh, yeah, I will do that. Check the show notes for that. Okay. And I, I, I hope that people who are listening feel uh, a little bit of that energy and that enthusiasm. I certainly know I do. And um, 
thank you so much for for sharing um, the story and for and for the work that you do. Absolutely, it's our pleasure. Thanks for letting us talk about it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Codish podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Codish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com slash podcasts.